from the Financial Times in London. I'm Patrick Jenkins, the FT's financial editor, and this is FT News. There's a deepening row over the UK financial watchdog, the Financial Conduct Authority, and the way it dropped a review into banking culture. I've been talking to John Mann MP, a member of the influential Treasury Select Committee, and Emma Dunkley, our retail banking correspondent, about the story. Emma, you broke a couple of weeks ago that the FCA had dropped a planned review into culture at Britain's banks. Tell us where we've got to in this story, because there have been some new developments. The Financial Conduct Authority outlined last year that it was planning to conduct a review into bank culture within the UK, assessing both wholesale and retail banks across a number of issues, such as pay and when staff air concerns and issues internally. But we uncovered on New Year's Eve that, rather controversially, the FCA decided to drop this thematic review into UK banking culture, which caused a lot of backlash from a number of quarters. Lots of MPs got involved, including Labour's John McDonnell, suggesting that there was quite a bit of influence from arguably the Treasury and other organisations. Yesterday, following a Freedom of Information request, the Financial Conduct Authority stated that it did not discuss its plans to drop the review with any other parties, namely the Prudential Regulation Authority, the Bank of England, the Treasury and any other organisations. However, in a new development, based on documents seen by the Financial Times, we've uncovered that, in fact, a senior official at the Bank of England has arguably played quite a key role in the decision to ditch the banking probe. A woman called Megan Butler, who's quite senior at the Bank of England's PRA, was seconded to the FCA at the start of September, shortly before the publication of an internal paper which outlined plans to ditch the cultural review. And to be clear, her involvement in that proposal was evident from the documentation. Exactly. So the documentation revealed that a number of people at the FCA had devised the plan and overseeing this and the ultimate decision was Megan Butler and another senior member on the executive committee at the FCA. So the paper which came shortly after her arrival at the FCA was ultimately overseen by her. So let me go on that note to John Mann. John, thank you very much for joining us. You're concerned about the specifics of this case, but also about the general trend that may be developing for a politicisation of the regulator. Give us your view on the latest developments. Well, there's clearly a politicisation. I mean, it's George Osborne, the Chancellor, um, who announced that the uh, interim chief executive, Tracy McDermott, had withdrawn her application. And, uh, you know, he announced it before anybody else knew that. And that's clearly not the right way around. That shouldn't be that level of political involvement in managerial matters, whether he makes the final decision or not. And that was, I think, a shock to people. But as well, what we're learning is that the moment that Martin Wheatley, the previous chief executive, left his desk on the 14th of September, and of course he was got rid of by George Osborne quite openly, quite explicitly, the moment Martin Wheatley left, then there's a wholesale change on all the work streams within the FCA to do with culture. From September, there's no ambiguity. Everything is changing. And it's basically business as usual for the banks. It is the banks who will be looking after their own conduct and culture rather than the FCA intervening. Now, the specific involvement in this case, seemingly, of Megan Butler, who was seconded from the PRA 
into a senior role at the FCA and, as I said, was specifically mentioned as, I think, a co-sponsor is the term on this FCA memo. What should happen in terms of your committee, the Treasury Select Committee? Should the TSC call Megan Butler to give evidence? Two people are responsible for this change are Jonathan Davidson and Megan Butler. And Megan Butler had been seconded. In fact, she only started work on the 1st of September at the FCA. She's been at the, and is at, the Prudential Regulator. And the Prudential Regulator is a big beneficiary of this change because, in essence, all the regulation goes through them now. So it's important she's called in front of the committee so we can see what her role has been and how much influence the PRA has had over the changes in the downgrading of the FCA. But in addition as well, I've discovered a major role being played externally by the former regulator, Sir Hector Sands, who of course left after the financial crisis, not necessarily with his reputation totally intact. But he's been working for a a company called Oliver Wyman, and they've been paid by the British Bankers Association to provide a concurrent report, and that has been part of the consultation process by the FCA. They have been in communication with Oliver Wyman as part of this process, which means Hector Sants, the previous regulator, and in his paper, which got covered in the FT alone, I believe the 13th of November in a small piece, but in the middle of his paper, the British bankers, he spells out what's needed in changing culture, and everything he was spelling out has been adopted by the regulator. So this is the banks calling the tune through their trade organisation, and the regulator bowing to this pressure with George Osborne smiling in the background. So should Sir Hector now be called before your committee as well? I think there's no question Sir Hector Sands ought to be called in front of the committee so we can see what his justification is for removing regulation and why it's appropriate now that he's representing the bankers that he totally changes his tune from the time he was regulator. He'd be an interesting and informative witness for the committee and I do hope that he'll be called. Thank you, John Mann, for your thoughts on all of that. There's more on this item and other banking stories at the Banking Weekly podcast, which you can download every Tuesday.